This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. It's a treat to have Stephen A. Russell. Yay! Always a pleasure to be here. And sorry I can't stay for the whole show, but I'm sure you're going to have lots of fun talking to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't be talking to myself. I'll be talking to the other guests. Exactly. So let's get stuck into... Yeah. Oh, we've, we've got to wish everyone, um, you know, like midsummer. Happy midsummer, everyone. So everyone will be down at Alexandra Gardens yep. today. Yep. Or if not, if not, well, it's a good day for it. It's not too hot because usually yeah, every person you is... is Red raw when you see them the following day. I know I've so, done that myself a few times. Yeah, so um, I, I hope everyone's having fun down there, which means you wouldn't be listening uh, to us now. But there would be lots of people still that um, aren't yeah. there, and so welcome to the show. All right, let's talk movies. Yeah, we're going to start with one of the best. Um, I'm going to call it already because I saw it last year, but one of the best queer films of this year. Um, and that is All of Us Strangers. Yeah, well, I mean, say, it's just everywhere at mm, present. Um, really the age uh, in there, you know, like the fold-out section with the arts and, and TV, it's the feature story there. And um, and the bond between the two of them, they say that they've created such a strong bond. Who are the two stars? Look, it's so beautiful. So you've got, um, in one corner, you've got Fleabag's hot priest Andrew Scott well you see I've never seen Fleabag well you need to get that fixed yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then on the other side you've got uh, Paul Mescal yep. who people will know from either the show in Normal People or last year's really beautiful film After Sun by Charlotte Wells yeah um, well he's a bit of an it boy um, well they both the are internet's but... boyfriend I think is his title yeah. so hot priest and the internet's boyfriend <laughs> and Andrew Hay people might know I mean his first feature, The Beautiful Weekend, was a kind of whirlwind, you know, before sunrise style romance. Um, he's also done incredible films like 45 Years, Lean on Pete. Um, he did the queer show Looking as well. So oh, San Francisco. right. Okay. Yeah. I love Looking. Yeah. But he's actually an English director. Right. Okay. And so the idea of this one is that Andrew Scott plays a character not unlike Andrew Hay. Like he's a, he's a film writer. Mm. Um, he lives in what appears to be a completely empty apartment block. Then one night there's a fire alarm and... You know, Paul Mescal appears as a kind of boozy neighbour. And you kind of think it's going to maybe possibly be a sort of meet-cute, a, a kind of rom-com perhaps. But this is such a strange little film. Like, it's 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 been um, loosely adapted from the aching novel Stranger. Yeah. By Japanese author, yeah. author Ta- Taiki Yamada. And I don't, want, I don't want to say too much, but Andrew Scott's character... Um, Adam has he lost his parents really really twelve young. he was twelve twelve years old I read it to yep. today's paper yep. Yep. <laughs> but he sees a strange image of his mother and father played here by the Crown actor Claire Foy ah, and Jamie ah, Bell right. from you know Billy Elliot all yeah, grown up yeah. had a great career. I don't want to say too much, but there's some no, strange, no. kind of mysterious, almost, okay. you know, ghostly story here. And and ultimately what it really becomes is a, a kind of musing on love and loss. So anyone who's ever lost anyone, 
fair warning, you're going to need a few tissues going into this right. film. It's also a reckoning with the scars that, you know, we live in, you and I are old enough to remember a very different world where being out and gay cost an awful lot more. And, and you know, some people still carry a lot of burden from that. And also, yep. obviously, the, the great trauma of the HIV AIDS crisis. Yep. So it's, you know, it's a real, it's a film about, it really kind of hangs in, in time and space. And I, I cannot recommend this film anymore. It's so beautiful. Honestly, I keep crying every time I think about it. So that's all I'm going to say. Right. Go in knowing as little as possible. Be prepared to cry your heart out. Um, all of us strangers, Andrew Hay, five stars. Absolutely right. Five stars, color. wow. No, no, not a shadow of doubt in wow. my mind. Wow, brilliant. And, um, and the interesting thing is that um, one of my favourite bands mm. um, have their music's used in the film. Oh, I mean, if, if you love 80s music alone, that is, a, that is a reason to buy a ticket because you've got the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. Particularly their spectacular cover of Elvis's Always On My Mind. Yep. You've also got, you know, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Whoa. You've got Bronsky B. Brilliant. You've got Brilliant. So is it set in the 80s or not? No. no. It's set now. Right. But it, well, 80s music echoes, never dies. You know, he, yeah. And he was a child in right. the 80s, right? Yep. Just like me. Yep. And these songs are very much a part of my life. Right, still. okay. Yep. You know, I mean, even when I got my Spotify, you know, not Spotify, but anyway, I, I use another thing. But when I got my end of year list of what songs I played the most, always on my mind by the Pet Shop Boys was in my top five. Right, okay. <laughs> so that just shows you yep. how much I am a product good, of, my, good. of the 80s. Okay, and we'll play um, that track at After the end the of your Great. segment. Yep. But we'll whip through another cup. Yep. There's actually, it's really busy. So that you've, got, you've also got um, another Oscar contender in cinemas this week in uh, Sofia Coppola's Priscilla. Right. Now, obviously, Coppola, you know, from Lost in Translation, yep. Marie Antoinette, mm. she really loves to kind of focus in on particularly not entirely poor women who nevertheless feel trapped within a gilded cage, right? So Priscilla is kind oh, of... Oh, oh, yeah. You know, like, you and, know, the perfect. tragic. And, you know, like, oh, I, I shouldn't even say this, but the amount of work she's had done... Oh, um, and, you know, it's, it's not it's, where it's, I thought you were going, David. It's, but scare, <laughs> it's scary, isn't it? You know, like, it really is. But um, but she seems like an interesting person. But well, what she's been through, and then the, I mean, the daughter and, you know... I know so it's quite horrendous. So, yeah. You you know, this is actually Coppola has adapted this from Priscilla's, um, you know, biography Elvis and Me, which was actually originally done as a telly movie during the eighties, right? Um, but hasn't really been visited again. Um, she, so you you have um, Kaylee Spenny from the Mayor of Easttown plays the young Priscilla and they do an incredible job just for So it. is there an ageing process or is it just a, a moment it's, in time? It's a moment in time but it is still a fairly like she does definitely become a woman right, during okay. this period yep, yep. And but it's not there's no ridiculous prosthetics or grey makeup on the hair yep. or whatever it's okay. really just about how she holds herself, costume, mm. and to, to an ex, you know extent, the makeup. Because she, she was what fourteen or fifteen. I mean, it's fairly or... gross. This this really zones in on the. Fact oh, that does she it? Was fourteen years old, right? And a child at high school mm. when he started grooming her. I, it's really mm. quite disturbing. And was it was it sixteen when they married, or or uh, was she seven? Oh gosh, no, no, no. She was a wee bit. Oh, a wee bit. A wee bit older, but she was still really, really young. Yeah. You know, and she, yeah. she'd had Lisa Marie by, I think, 21. Right, okay. Oh, um, well, that's, you know, like, that's reasonable. Well, that's fine. But yeah. yeah, he, you know, 
Jacob Elordi, the Australian actor, plays Elvis. Um, it's in in many ways, it's really interesting. It does, you know, really get to the heart of how he was off gallivanting and Priscilla was kind of left alone. Oh yeah, and the heartache of that. Yeah. It's almost a victim of its own success on that front. You know, she's often, we, we very rarely get to see her speak to anyone other than Elvis. Whoa. And so if you do want it to be a film about Priscilla and her story, I, I felt it's almost a victim of that, that she kind of, we don't get enough of a sense of who she is yeah. and what she yeah. has to okay. say. It does end with a really great Dolly Parton track, which, you know, you, you kind of get the sense that the interesting stuff's to come. So, Lou, I, I really struggled with rating this one, but I, I think I'd have to give it three and a half because okay. it's very well done, but I think it misses sight of the point a mm. little bit. Mm. But moving on from that one, do you know what? I'm not going to waste... Well, do you know what? Also, I'm just yeah. going to quickly no, go just on. say something. It's hard when the person's still alive. And look, she's very involved in it as well. Oh, it's one of those see, ones where it's a biopic like, yeah. produced by the subject. I yeah. personally don't think yeah. that's a very yeah. good way to exactly. go about filmmaking. Yeah. Anyway, but, move yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm not even going to waste time on this next one because I, I uh, look, all I'm going to say is the yeah. Iron Claw comes from the filmmaker Sean Durkin. His previous film, The Nest, with Carrie Coon and Jude Law, if you haven't seen it, is a spectacular film about the implosion of a marriage. This is a biopic about the Von Erich brothers, who, if people don't know them, they were it and a bit in the kind of American wrestling scene. Oh, you know? right. Um, so it kind of, it's got a great cast. It's got gold actor um, Zach Efron. Yep. It's got the bear. Did he, was it filmed here or not? Because he lives here now, doesn't he? Oh, I think he did for a while, but I think he's gone back. Oh, he's gone back, I um, see. But you've also got the bear lead, Jeremy Allen White. Uh-huh. You've also got Triangle of Sadness star, um, Harris Dickinson. All of these people I really like. This is such a monotonous, bog-standard, basic oh. biopic with pantomime performances. Yeah. It's getting rave reviews. I do not understand oh. why. It's, so it's that wrestling. It's that yeah, you know, world so, championship wrestling it's all about, isn't it? Absolutely. And look, you've also got um, Cinderella star Lily James. You've got Mindhunter lead Holt McAnally. He kind of tries to give a bit more to it as the dad. But honestly, I just find this so, so dull. I don't okay. know why it's getting heaps Whoa. of praise. Two and a half stars for me. Way. I want to quickly jump to next week, yeah. David, and do a palate cleanser. Yeah. Um, because, <laughs> <laughs> because you've got what I... I, would, I was really disappointed with the musical remake of Mean Girls a couple of weeks ago. I didn't think it really had much to say yeah. on the film or the choreography or the songs. However... Now this next week, you've got um, the musical adaptation of The Colour Purple. Right. So the Alice Walker... Which a lot of people have said when they've found, you know, like mm. on social media, when I found out it was a musical, I went, what? You know, yeah, like there's that. this weird thing with both Mean Girls and The Colour Purple. The, the, adver- the advertising and the campaigns have been playing that down. Mm. Like they think it might not get young people in. But anyway... So, you know, people know Whoopi Goldberg and Oprah Winfrey and yep. Steven Spielberg, Spielberg yeah. original um, from the Alice Walker book. Um, this all kind of adapts the, the musical book by Marsha Norman. And look, I absolutely loved it. You've got oh, good. director Blitz Bazawuli, 
he absolutely owns that it's a musical. And, he, you know, it's set in the, the South. It it's was it on Broadway, of, was it? It was Did, on Broadway. Yeah, it I Tony thought it Awards was. Galore. Yeah. Um, it really leans into the banjo playing, the, the you know, the gospel yep. music. Great choreography, great singing. You've got really great cast. Fantasia Barino is magnificent in the whoopee role of the horribly hard done by Celie. Um, she shares that with Felicia Perlmipazzi as the, the kid who's great. Then you've got Kiara as her banished sister, Nettie. Um, she shares that role in the young scenes with Little Mermaid star um, Hallie Bailey. And you've also got Taraji P. Henson as the soul singer, Shug Avery, who, you know, come, kind of comes in and shakes everything up. I love this. It's really, it's big... It doesn't shy away from the darkness, but it's got joy and hope and light at its heart and just brilliant songs, brilliant choreography. It's everything that Mean Girls isn't, and that is The Colour Purple. I'm giving it four and a half stars. Whoa! And if you think we're... I'm just throwing them away this week. I'm going to finish on another five stars. Wow. I'm going to tell you straight away. Another five stars. And that is Anatomy of a Fall by French filmmaker Justine Triette, who became only the third woman in history to win the Palme d'Or, the top prize at the Cannes Film Festival. For this film? For this particular right. film. Yep. Okay. And it's it's it sounds like a tough ask. It's two and a half hours. It's basically a courtroom drama. This play is like a gripping, nail-biting thriller, I, I promise you. So you've got um, Tony Erdman star, Sandra Huller, who's also about to be in Australian cinemas with the, another um, Oscar possibility um, zone of interest. She basically plays a quite steely author who you, you struggle to kind of get a sense of who she really is. And she stands accused of pushing her very annoying man-baby husband... Did he deserve it? It's not for me to say. Off of a balcony of their Alps snow kind of cabin. Um, it's incredible. He is played by Samuel Thies. And you've also got this incredible kid actor, Milo Mikado Grainer, who plays their blind, young blind son. <laughs> and you're trying to figure out how much he does or doesn't know. No, yeah. Well, because that extra sense that you've got. And yeah. you've also got the incredible and I think, I think Snoop the Dog, I could be wrong here, but I think Snoop the Dog won the... Um, Oh gosh, what's it called? Oh, there's best a really animal. there's a really funny name at the Cannes Film Festival oh. for best animal. <laughs> I've forgotten what the name of the prize is. It's, it's the Palm Dog. It's the Palm ah, Dog. Boom. I think Snoop might have won the Palm right, Dog, but okay. I could be wrong. Well, yeah. usually we have Neil to fact check me on this. But look, there, there's a dog scene in there that is traumatic but incredible. Yeah, yeah. this film is spectacular. Five stars. Anatomy of a Fall in cinemas next week. As right, well. brilliant. Wow, some good films and a not Absolutely. so good one, <laughs> one but, but flat, three, but, but three good four ones. Four are really good. We went, we went for five. Today. Oh, did we? we oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Stephen A. Russell. Um, we'll get you one more time yeah. in two weeks' time, and then, and then, then you're off Berlin, Berlin uh, for the film festival yeah. in Berlin. You go every year now, don't you? I think so. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Stephen A. Russell. Thanks. You're on Joy 94.9. This is Sunday Arts Magazine. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.